again. Uh, this is another episode of Kaiju Transmissions, hopefully your favorite podcast. Uh, I am Bird, who you may know from If It Bleeds, We Can Kill It. Uh, maybe you know me from somewhere else. I don't know. And I'm joined by my my friend Matt, who um, you know from this, hopefully. And uh, we are winding down our recap of the entire Godzilla series, which honestly will be a little bit refreshing, because there's so many of these damn movies to talk about. It'll be nice to, to get into some of the more obscure stuff. But we have to do our due diligence and finish with the King of the Monsters first. Um, so, we... It was only a, 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 a period of, like, a year. <laughs> Two, if you're in the U.S. But we, we have survived the dark days of TriStars Godzilla. Uh, which was pretty much an era that consisted of an awful movie and a pretty fun cartoon series and a whole lot of fan debate. Um, now, Toho smelling an opportunity to make money. Not content to just let uh, Sony do all the work. Um, they're, they're like, you know, let's make our own Godzilla again. Toho have been busy. This, I mean, they're, they're, to their credit, they've had a kaiju movie every year. Um, while all this TriStar Sony madness is happening, uh, they had the Mothra movies, which, yeah, uh, that, those happened, so, <laughs> they're, um, they're... <laughs> yeah, have you watched those? Yeah. Okay. All three of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sadly, but, okay. but yes. All right, so at least you won't have to, like, deal with yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're terrible. Go-Go yeah. is, is like, or whatever that thing is called is... Oh, that movie's the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bad. So, Toho uh, have announced they're going to make their own Godzilla movie. They're like, Let, let's show these guys how it's done. So that gives us Godzilla 2000, which is 1999. Jeez, these guys did not wait around. The year after 98, <laughs> they're already making Godzilla movies again. Basically, giving the middle finger to TriStar. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> um, oh well, I mean, depending on how you feel about the Millennium movies, we probably wouldn't have had the these movies if not for the TriStar movie. So, if you're a Millennium Godzilla person, you know, I mean, uh, the 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 TriStar movie like reverse engineered them into existence. So, that's true. Um. All right, so, uh, and also, without the 98 movie's successful box office, we definitely wouldn't have had Godzilla 2000 uh, get a wide theatrical release here. Oh, yeah, there, there was no hope for that, yeah. definitely. So, which I know that it, 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 you know, I mean, it probably did around what they expected it to, but, you know, it, it didn't make any, anywhere near as much, you know, it was a smaller movie and everything but i mean it was still cool for that to happen now so godzilla 2000 um we've done away with the the heisei continuity debatably even the showa continuity because they never mention any specific events from any previous godzilla movie godzilla is just godzilla from the get-go and we have a group of characters who are kind of like storm chasers only 
Um, they kind of wait for and follow Godzilla attacks to study Godzilla, etc., etc., and his behavior and whatnot. They're at odds with um, uh, uh, a group. Uh, I guess they're government funded. I think. Um, yeah, you got the GPN and the C, which is the Godzilla, Godzilla prediction, prediction network. The CCI, which yeah. is the Crisis Control Intelligence. Yeah, and they're they're just like you know Godzilla sucks. He kills people. He's an asshole. He's got to go. <laughs> and then the prediction network is like, no, like this is like he's a one of a kind creature. He's fascinating. Like it's important to like value him while he's here. Um, so while that's going on. Um, uh, alien spaceship is discovered in the ocean, and it wakes up, and it's actually like a sentient entity that is basically trying to assimilate what it can, um, and it it pretty much uh, from its own devices learns that Godzilla is like the most strong being in the world and it 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 wants to be Godzilla and um that's where you have uh Orga uh come in who is the sentient uh who is you know the the creature trying to assimilate Godzilla and um do the the what the aliens I mean that's what the aliens want uh I mean it's not that complex of a story, really. I mean, that's the plot. Um, now, intentionally, I haven't talked to you in detail about this outside of the podcast because I kind of wanted to save it. Um, so, <laughs> what do you what what where what do, where do you lie on Godzilla two thousand? Um, man. I- I don't understand why so many people like love this movie. I, I just I, I don't get it. Um, it. It's 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 a middle of the road film. Like I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I think there's some cool things about it. I think there's some things it does really poorly. And as an example of this, like some of the mat shots and the compositing are are just really awful. Like Godzilla coming ashore looks like they set special effects back 25 30 years like some of the shallow stuff look, looks much better um i don't like particularly the the orange beam that's kind of being nitpicky that's not really a reason for me not to like the film overall it is Godzilla, weird but you also don't want to be that guy yeah like it's 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 fine like it, it Godzilla's design is okay like i don't hate it um i think it looks kind of bad from some angles um I really don't like Orga overall. Like it's it's a cool design, but like during the fight scenes, like it it's just a boring fight. Like I just Orga honestly like, isn't executed well. Yeah, like and... it, it's a really poorly like execute. The fight between Godzilla and the UFO is actually more fun than the fight between Godzilla. Orga, and Orga in combat looks like the actor inside the suit is like struggling to like pick up his arms, like. It looks like yeah. he's like. It looks like he has like a really heavy club that he's trying to swing. Like, and then they like they tried to do the CGI Orga when like he finally like morphs from the UFO and using the Godzilla cells and like he be, is becoming Orga and like that just looks like it, literally a PlayStation Two game. The CG is 
Well, first of all, 1999 is already a year where, like, kind of like what I, I said when we talked about the 98 movie, like, CGI in general is still kind of in its infancy, and then when you add, when you t- when you slash the budget away, you have, like, the crappy, like, Japanese low-budget CGI, and it really looks bad. Like, um... Yeah, it's just not good. It's so, not yeah, good the birth all. of Orga scene is definitely not <laughs> flattering. So, so like... Katagiri is an interesting character. He's kind of hilarious, but the the problem is like the main protagonist, like Shinoda, I, I, and like all the people that surround him. Honestly, they kind of bore me. Like I just I don't find this this movie very interesting on honestly any level. And I also hate the fact that the movie opens up with like Godzilla chasing them. They're, it's like they're trying to one up the taxi scene from Godzilla. Yeah, there's a few scenes in here where like okay, Toho's clearly like. Saying, like, oh, this is how we do it. But they're also trying to, like, cash in on, like, some of the more, like, some of the, like, iconography of the 98 movie. Like, the close-up of his eyes. And, yeah, that scene is definitely them trying to replicate the taxi scene. Yeah. And and, and probably because they're like, okay, that's so fresh in people's memories. We'll just, like, duplicate it. But it's like, what? I, I, why? Like, why did they? I, I still don't really understand why they felt like they needed to do that. <laughs> um, it, it's not done as well either, honestly. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just not. And so, I, I, on it, this is a middle of the road Godzilla film that is enjoyable on some levels, and on other levels, like I just I kind of find it boring. Like the movie drags for me, and. By the end of the film, like, Godzilla's like, okay, I've killed Orga, which is kind of a cool moment, but then he decides to torch the city. And by the time that happens, it's kind of too late to redeem the film. Like, the one thing I will give it credit for is the miniatures are excellent. Like, the, the miniatures look great when God, like in the city, but the other stuff, like, it just kind of, eh. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I literally get bored when I watch this movie sometimes. Now, I will say that the Japanese version is actually inferior. This is one of the few times where, like, I feel like the American version is actually better. Like, the dubbing is kind of hilarious. They cut out some of the the, the military montage stuff. Um, they, they actually make the sound effects not sound stupid. Like, if you've seen the Japanese version and then you watch the American version, like, when Godzilla and Orga are fighting and they're biting each other, like, it just sounds dumb. <laughs> like, it sounds like they're clubbing each other with rubber or something. I, I don't know how else to explain it. Um... The American version is actually better done. So so props to, to Sony TriStar for actually doing a better job. But overall, like, if I were going to pick a Godzilla film to release in theaters on, a like, a, a Toho Godzilla film, like, this wouldn't have been the one that I picked. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they didn't have the series all laid out for them so they can pick one to... <laughs> well, I know. You know? I'm, I'm just saying, like, if this, this is a movie that, like, I would have skipped over because it, it wasn't interesting. Like, I just... I don't know. I, I didn't think it was that good of a film to like even. I don't, I don't know. Does it make sense? Like I just, it's not. It's yeah, not a great. I mean, great, um, uh, I'm gonna disagree with you in that I actually think the characters are a lot of fun, and I like them more than probably any of the Heisei characters. Um, and I, I like the whole idea of like tornado chasers, but they monitor Godzilla instead. Like, that's that's pretty cool. Um, so I that's just, uh, you know, we'll just have to di- agree to disagree on that one because I, I, I do think the, the human characters are a lot more fun than, you know, something like, I don't know, like Godzilla versus 
Mothra Battle for Earth or whatever. I, we, I can't. I shouldn't be calling it that, but I just <laughs> want to make sure we know which ver, which Godzilla vs Mothra I'm alluding to. Um, I agree. Like the the only part. See, I'm kind of with you on the effects. The only parts that I feel like really don't hold up are the parts where they're trying to do exactly what I said they were doing in Godzilla Resurgence, where they're like superimposing him over like. I- existing natural yeah, landscapes. The match are, the like are it, bad. Yeah, like, that's when it's, like, really faulty. And it's like, you know, you should have just stuck with the miniatures. Um, the orange beam is weird, but, I mean, I honestly don't care. <laughs> um, the effect's cool. Like, I give the... Like, it, the effect's cool. The god The... The way that Godzilla charges and like the like it, it looks it looks great. I give them props for looking good. I just wish they would have stuck to blue color, but eh, whatever. Yeah, and... Orga really isn't that interesting of a of a villain. Like, you know, the part where he's, like, trying to assimilate Godzilla and Godzilla shoots his fire breath. Like, it's cool, but, like, I don't know. Orga in general is just not as cool as, like, something like, I don't know, like Hedera or, or Gigan or even, like... Yeah. Or even, like, a space Godzilla or something. Like... I don't know. He's just not that interesting, really. <laughs> um, yeah, literally every monster that came before it, probably with the exception, of, in my opinion, like Ga- like Gabra, like is just better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um. Uh. But um. Uh. I will say I love the ending. It's like the it's one of the best endings in like movie history. Like it's it's the most pure Godzilla like. It, it it that ending like describes Godzilla as a character. <laughs> like he takes out the threat and then he just goes he just starts destroying the city. It's a, it's it's a, it's amazing. And and then the American dub has that line where he's like maybe there's a little Godzilla inside all of us and then he just like destroys the city and it goes to the credits. Like yeah, he just comes and saves you and he's like, "I'm ah, just kidding." <laughs> yeah. And like that's that's Godzilla. Like he doesn't that's that's like my preferred Godzilla. He's a force of nature. He doesn't care about us. He'll show up to like defend his turf or something, but he he, he don't care. <laughs> like yeah, he's yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I get that. That's that's a good point. And like I said, I don't I don't hate this movie. Like I did a, a ranking and I it's kind of hard to objectify like ranking all these movies because there's so many. But, like, this movie fell, like, I have, like, a bottom 10. It wasn't in the bottom 10, but it was, like, slightly getting there. Like, it was getting close to that bottom tier. So, like, it's just a middle-of-the-road movie for me. So, like, I'm going to say this is probably, I don't know, like a two-and-a-half to three. Like, it's not a bad film. It's just not one that I revisit often. I think the main thing that I don't like about it is probably Orga. And, honestly, I also don't care for the score that much. Like, I, I know that the American version obviously tweaks the score. And, it, and actually, they they recompose some of the, the uh, traditional Godzilla themes and add them back into the to the movie. But like the original score is just kind of like it's eh, like it's not overly memorable to me, and it adds to the kind of like blandness that I that I find in this film. And I know like I'm in the minority here. Like a lot of people love this film, so I realize I'm in the minority. But for me, this just it doesn't it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I always like this movie. Um... This honestly might be the movie I've seen in the theater the most. Especially, like, when it was underperforming. I was just like, I really got to get the most out of this while I can. Because, <laughs> like, this isn't going to happen again. I want to support it. Um, and so I, I really made sure to 
to just <laughs> go a lot. But um, I will say that, yeah, I, I there's a, there's there's a lot of the Godzilla movies, mostly the Showa movies, where like. It's not that I like the American version more, but, like, I like it as much as the Japanese version. Like, uh, either because I really like the dub, or it's like, you know, Monster Zero, I really like the dub, and I really like, you know, hearing Nick Adams. Yeah, Nick Adams is awesome. But the Japanese version is just as good. This is probably the only one where I really do feel like the edits made for the American version were pretty much across the board good decisions. Um... And it really, and this is also like a really a case study in like how much post production factors into how a movie is made. Like they say, like you you film you make half of your movie when you shoot it, and then the other half of the then they say the other half or more than half of the movie is actually made after it's shot and it's in editing. And just like it's really like it's awesome that Sony put out the Blu-ray with both versions on it and. I would suggest that anyone who hasn't, like, watch both of them and, like, just pay attention because, well, there's the superficial stuff. Like, the U.S. version is, uh, like, eight minutes shorter or something like that. The U.S. version takes, it's mostly because the U.S. version kind of takes out, um, like, a subplot or more of a plot device um, that was really kind of playing into the time period. That was when, like, there was that global Y2K panic. Yep. And and the Japanese version kind of uses that as a plot point to say, like, it's all part of the, the aliens, like, trying to um, hack into our computers and everything. And there's actually, like, some pretty effective and neat, like, little scenes um, in the Japanese version relating to that. Like, there's the part where, like, the computer screens are just, like, flashing, like, all those words, like, enslavement and all that stuff. And it's actually pretty eerie. Um, but... First of all, by the time this came out in the States, Y2K was over and proved not to be a thing. So it's like, you know, you're, they're they're dating it for something that already happened. So they took that out. Um, and then um, the score in the Japanese version, I think it's the same composer that did Space Godzilla. But yeah, the score is so boring and, like, not exciting. <laughs> exactly. And anytime there's, like, an action scene, like, the score is just, like, it's, like on life support like it's <laughs> the score is not like invested in what's happening it's it's really weird it's not very good like you said the sound effects are really like wonky and like out of place and weird um the american version added stuff like louder footsteps like the sound effects from the aliens don't sound quite as like strange like um uh it's more like a high-pitched Squeal. <laughs> Squeal, yeah. I like it. Um, Orga's Roar uh, was, like, this high-pitched thing in the Japanese version. In the American version, it's more of, like, a deep, like, monster growl. Um, the lighting is, like... The Japanese version has, like, a almost, like, bluish tint that makes the movie kind of, like, dark. The American version brightens it up and makes a lot of colors pop. And, and then, like... The changes in the score, the changes in the um, the color correction and the lighting, um, those two things especially. Well, also the dub. The dub, um, it adds a little bit more humor. 
Um, so the dub, um, the color correction, and the score changes turn a movie that was actually pretty serious into a really fun 50s-style, more Showa-era kind of B-movie. But the Japanese version, like, it takes itself a little more seriously. And and the thing is, they accomplished all that without adding extra footage, without rewriting the script, really. It's all in the editing. The, the American version actually has a completely different tone than the Japanese version, and they really feel like two different movies, even though... Even though you're not changing the plot, you're not even really changing the dialogue. You're really just changing how it's all presented... And, like, that's just, I mean, movie editing is kind of fascinating to me. So just the fact that you can change a movie that much just by doing those things, like, it's really, it's I think it's pretty cool. Um, but they really feel like different movies. And I know that Toho um, actually re-released Godzilla 2000 with uh, the American version dubbed over in Japanese because they liked the Sony cut so much. And I know... Um, Takeo Okawara, the director, who we haven't really mentioned, but he did a lot of the Heisei movies as well. Um, he's uh, he has said that he he prefers the American cut of his own movie. So I think that that that's all just that's as much praise as you is I think you can ask for when when from from them. And um, the, yeah. the the Blu-ray has an awesome commentary from. Uh, from the the people that assembled the the U.S. version, um, and they they tell you why they decided to make every decision that they did, and they're all good reasons. And um, yeah, it's the whole the whole thing is really really just interesting to me, and I, I think like that's a huge compliment to the American version that the director himself prefers prefers that version. Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting too. Like as far as as far as I know, they've never actually released the uh, international version anywhere because they they so much prefer the American dub. Yeah, like Toho does. Yeah, yeah. They 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 thought that. I mean, Toho saw the American version and said, "Wow, like you guys actually made our movie better." And I I think that's I don't know that's that's a that's a that's an accomplishment really, especially when you have the director endorsing all the changes that they made. Sure. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't have the same like, I don't know, I I don't have the same like, I don't know, like uh, content feeling about this movie that you do. And part of it might be nostalgia, like seeing that movie in the theater so many times, and being able to see a Japanese Godzilla movie in the theater, and like I don't know, it's also it's all really exciting, and you know, I do have a lot of nostalgia for it. But I I do think. Um, over the years, I've started to appreciate this movie out of the Millennium movies for, like, you know, for, you know, it's not so much of a rehash of, you know, it's not Destroy All Monsters again, it's not Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla yeah, again. that's absolutely you know, true. And, and, you know, I mean, the idea of an alien being trying to assimilate Godzilla, I mean, there's not that much originality in any of the movies that followed, so. So what what, what rating overall would you give it? Uh, I would give this one probably like a three and a half. Okay. So we're, we're close. I mean, like I said, I'm like two and a half to three. Um, so, uh, I guess this movie did okay. Um, it so made like 
a gazillion di- I mean, actually did really well. Yeah. So Toho's like, like, oh, yay. So, I mean, at this point, we're going into the year 2000 where TriStar was like, yeah, we're, we're done with this. I don't, we don't care anymore. <laughs> so so Toho's like, okay. Uh, it's, it's weird because this movie was like Toho being like, oh, hey, like, Godzilla's popular again, so let us show you how it's done. And then, like, they just kept making them. And, like, as we talk, like, each movie that we talk about is going to make, like, less money than the one before it. <laughs> and they just keep... They won't stop for some they reason. It's really weird. Them. So, Godzilla uh, 2000 has passed. So, the year 2000 brings us Godzilla versus Megaguirus. Or as the, the, the kids like to say, Godzilla X Megaguirus. Uh, G project. What's the, I don't know what the rest of this thing's called. That, this <laughs> is when I, they, this yeah. is when the, like they started making the titles like a million words long and G annihilation strategy. <laughs> yeah. What, why? Like, why did they think people would want to say that? Um, uh, so, uh, they bring in a newcomer director, uh, Masaki Tezuka, um, who, uh, at this point he's kind of, this is his shot. Toe still kind of doing that farm system of where you start at cameraman, go to assistant director, yada, yada, yada. Then after you, you're with the company for so long and you do well, you get to direct a feature. Um, so uh, he's actually, this is probably the first director since, geez, since Bano maybe? <laughs> that was like a true and blue Godzilla fan. Like he's a Godzilla nerd to the extreme yeah he definitely is um and so uh he's so nerdy in fact that he's like hey those little bugs in the original rodan movie like we're gonna have a queen version of that be the new monster that godzilla fights in this and it's like okay good they let him go for it and we get uh godzilla x megaguirus where um, now this one, now this is the, I guess the second in the millennium series. And this is a unique in that each movie with the exception of one is a complete reboot. So each movie is resetting the continuity to, um, the 54 version is the only one that happened, right? It, the only one where they don't mention anything like that is 2000. So, each movie is a reboot, which is a really weird kind of interesting experiment, but it's no wonder why it, like, kind of ultimately failed. Yeah. Um, especially because, like, the first 20 minutes, not 20, I'm exaggerating, but the first, <laughs> like, like, the first yeah. two to six minutes of each one is telling you the same thing. Hey, this happened in 1954, blah, 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 and it's like, okay, we know. Um so this is this one actually rewrites the ending of the original Godzilla where he's not killed. So after 1954, he just doesn't come back except for a few times, um, and no one really knows why. Um, and then uh, this this universe has their own kind of version of uh, G Force, now known as G Graspers, um, and. So Godzilla uh, kills this, I guess he's a lieutenant, or I don't know what he is, but um, he's like the the captain of like this military squad, and um, one of the soldiers, uh, she is like super pissed that 
Godzilla killed her 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 boss, um, who I guess she was close with. And so, like, she's especially determined to take Godzilla out once and for all. And then, uh, so the G-Graspers are hiring scientists to work on... Uh, this is so... <laughs> This is this might be one of the stupidest plots of a Godzilla movie, but they're trying to open up a black hole to suck Godzilla into another dimension because nothing else works apparently. Um, so they test it out, and it brings in from that other dimension uh, these Meganeura, uh insects, which are like I said, they're the the thing, the little larvae that Rodan eats in the first Rodan movie. It's those things. And they have a queen, which is the big Megaguirus, uh, uh, that's like, uh, lays eggs in the water and, like, floods the city. And so, um, I mean, that's Godzilla's opponent here, um, and I don't know, I mean, that's, that's the plot. Again, we're not dealing with super complex stuff, but... Um, I guess just to say how we, f- I feel about the movie, um, well, d- what, what's your take on, on Megaguirus? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. No. No. Uh, not. I remember why, okay, so I bought, I bought a bunch of bootleg, the, the way that I saw this film was I bought Gamera 2 and Gamera 3, I bought uh, this film, Godzilla vs. Godzilla vs. Megaguirus, and I bought uh, Mothra two and three. So like, I, and I marathoned them all in like one day. Jeez. It was like a thumb. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I was crazy. <laughs> and you're, I, you're still alive. <laughs> well, and what I and I made the mistake. I watched the Mothra movies first, and I'm like, oh, these are terrible because uh, the first one had been released over here. And then I'd already seen Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, and then I watched those two films, and I was completely blown away. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait for Godzilla. And then I watched... You, you, did, you did that backwards. <laughs> yeah, and then I watched this, and I was like, oh, it's so bad. <laughs> like, I was just... Uh, I, I, I don't know. It was just sad to me, like, how bad this film was. Like, the, it opens up with, like, Godzilla attacking, and, like, he kicks over this trash can... For some reason, like I don't know why they used a miniature trash can in that scene, but like it was just not good. Um, uh, I, I actually don't. I, I like the two other Tezuka films in the Millennium series, by the way. Like I, I, I do like the the two Kiryu movies, but this film um, has some cool ideas. Like I like the idea of like the the swarm scene is actually really handled well. Like when Godzilla fights the swarms, when the mm-hmm. swarm when they're when they're um, trying to drain his energy, that's actually pretty cool. The CGI is actually pretty well done there. There's actually some cool like horror elements to this because the the bugs are actually in the city killing people, and that's staged really well. But then like when Godzilla's fighting the queen. Like, for some reason, they decided to use, apparently, slow-motion camera, and, like, it just looks really jarring to me, because, like, all of a sudden, you've seen everything shot one way, and then you're seeing everything shot from the Queen's point of view when she's fighting Godzilla, and, like, suddenly, it just, I don't know. And then they they use a CGI effect to make the puppet smile during battle, (laughs) and it's just so bad. (laughs) Like, what am I watching? So, like, there's some moments I like, but, like, it's just not... The worst effect is, like, when Megaguirus flies and, like, they try to make the wings flap. Yeah, and they do it completely CGI. 
<laughs> yeah, so you either uh, have that or you have like the wings like don't even move, and it's just yeah, like a, just... A, pu- a floating puppet. Like, <sighs> yeah, and there's like Tezuka clearly is a Shao fan. Like he he's he's trying to make the the fight scenes kind of humorous. Like Godzilla tries to bite Megaguirus in one scene, and he ends up with like a bunch of building shrapnel in his mouth, and he like kind of picks it up and like spits it out. But it's just. I don't know. It, it's it's not really a great film by any stretch of the imagination. Like yeah. I put it in my bottom five, honestly. So like because of that, it's like a one and a half <laughs> <laughs> for me. Yeah, I mean I'm pretty much with you. Um, like it's so weird because like a a plot like this silly for a Godzilla movie should be so much fun. But I feel like the movie is just, like, it's, I just get, I'm so bored by it. And I feel like Tezuka, his direction is really pedestrian. And, like, I don't feel like, there's just not a lot of energy. And I feel like he's just kind of going through the motions. And, I mean, it might just be, it's probably just because, you know, it's his first feature. um, And, you know, he's just not, doesn't have the experience. Um, But, yeah, it's like... It's it's just boring and it's too stupid and it's it's not it's not fun enough to excuse how stupid it is. Um and honestly after the 98 movie and Space Godzilla it's probably my least favorite Godzilla movie. Um Yeah, it's about where I put it actually. Yeah. And uh I will say though that I do I do think the the final battle with Godzilla and the adult Megaguirus is a lot of fun. Um and that's why and that's where you get like all the like crazy Showa stuff. Like there's that <laughs> there's that awesome part where he like jumps like <laughs> super out of high nowhere. in the air. Yeah. And like he rips off the claw and like it and like stuff like that is like if the rest of the movie had that same kind of like feel to it like it would have been awesome like if if june fukuda directed this same movie it would have been like it could have been sweet it would have been so much fun but like you're absolutely right but it's not and it's just so flat and like the weird thing is there's so many like serious elements to the film because they had it's so like in the beginning of the movie godzilla attacks like essentially three times like they flash back to 54 they go to 1966 and then 1996 and what they basically tell is godzilla is attacking nuclear energy which they replace to clear like to what they call clean energy or, or some crap like that and what what you realize is godzilla keeps coming back because the government's hiding the fact that they're they're still producing this energy which is drawing him to the city and like that's actually a cool idea for a story but, like, it just doesn't feel fleshed out, and, like, the movie can't decide if it wants to be serious and tell a good story or if it wants to be, like, really over-the-top and goofy. Yeah. And, be, and and there's that weird tonal change that, like, it just can't decide what it wants to do. And actually, Megagirus is kind of, like, a nutso, really crazy-looking monster and actually fairly scary-looking. But, like, it, it just – the whole smile thing, man, I crack, I, like, crack up every time I think about it. Like – it's just kind of sitting there, and all of a sudden, like the CGI smile comes on, and like I crack up every time I, I think about that scene. <laughs> and uh, it does have like, like the worst miniature effects since like the seventies, since like Godzilla versus Megalon. Like, yeah, I don't know what is going on with the miniature effects in this movie, but like they're bad. Like everything looks like a toy. Like it's everything that people that yep. make fun of Godzilla movies think Godzilla movies look like. And, like, I don't, I just, after, even the Heisei movies had, like, better miniature stuff than this. And, like, 
after Godzilla 2000, like it seemed like they knew what they were doing, but I just I don't know what I I don't know why it's like that. It's just dull and lifeless. I think is is the biggest thing. And there there's some spots that I like, which is why I can like you know every once in a while I go back and I watch this movie, but it's not one that I go back and actually revisit often. Yeah. Um, the dub does have one of the best lines in any Godzilla movie. Uh, it's when the, the guy and the girl are working out at the gym, and the guy says, why do we need to be fit when we're going to make Godzilla disappear up his own butthole? <laughs> I, forgot <about> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> we forgot about the uh, crap through the goose thing, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's all, yeah, when they're testing that oh. missile and they say it's going to go through them like crap through a goose. Oh, man, that's a great line. That part's awesome. Great Caesar's ghost. <laughs> that's the other one. So, I don't know. I If not for the last battle, I would give it a lower rating, but I give this one like a two. Yeah, I'm I'm right there. It's like a one and a half to two. Like it's it's definitely not good, and it's in my it's in my bottom five. It's probably like the third worst guy. For some reason, a lot of fans really like this movie. I don't know why. Like J D. Lee's, this is like one of his favorite ones. Oh god! Like what? Hi, I don't. I don't. Well, and like, he also hates the next movie. So. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like there's other reasons besides the movie for that. But um. <laughs> so yeah, Mega Gearus, uh It sucks. So. Um, so remember how awesome those 90s Gamera movies were? I do. Yeah, we all do. And Toho's like, hey, it would be a good idea to get that director for the next movie. Uh, Shisuke Kaneko has, so he directs GMK, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. I wasn't kidding when I said that these titles are getting comically long. Uh, and I, it, it, and I mean, really though, honestly, it's, it's a throwback to like, uh, some of the, the Showa movies, the Japanese titles were like Godzilla, Minya, Gabara, All Monsters Attack or whatever. And, uh, Godzilla, Mothra, Ibera, Great Battle in the South Seas, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it's actually kind of a neat little throwback, but I, I don't know if it was the best idea <laughs> because it's an awkwardly titled movie, um. And so, just GMK is is what we call it. Um, 2001. Um, now, this movie was going to be Godzilla, Mothra... No. Baragon. No. Or no, Godzilla, Anguilas, Mothra, and Baragon. No, you're still wrong. God damn it! Still wrong. <laughs> Godzilla, <laughs> Baragon, Varan... Angelus, Varan, Varan, whatever. Yes. I can't say his name right. Well, we established that you can't say like any of these things. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and then Toho were like, "Hey, no one knows who those monsters are. That's stupid. Everyone knows Mothra and King Ghidorah. So there, use that. Deal with it." And Kaneko was like, "Uh, I guess." <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah. And then Baragon, who poor Baragon, he he doesn't he just is getting no love here. He just can't even get in the title of this movie. Um, so this is a pretty radical uh, interpretation of Godzilla. Here he is uh, a a creature possessed by the 
all of the all of the lives lost in World War Two. Um, and the movie tells us not just all of them, not just the Japanese, but every all the all the war dead um, have possessed Godzilla into being this um, this this being who is out to try and remind people of all of the atrocities that occurred during World War II, um, because apparently, according to a ghost man who is really isn't in the movie for any reason, so plot device ghost uh, is, is telling us that Godzilla is mad that people have forgotten all of the sacrifices and all of the lives lost um, in World War II, and they have possessed Godzilla and they're pissed off. Um... And uh, uh, that is Hideo Amamoto, who you may remember as um, the weird, like, leader guy in Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster, the toy maker in Godzilla's Revenge. Um, So we have a a Showa star showing up here, and I think what would be his last role. Um, It's too bad it's a role that makes no sense. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, so, um, Godzilla, again, we're back at, it's just 1954, that's all that's happened, and people have forgotten about Godzilla. Some people, for some reason, think Godzilla might even be a myth, and that he never happened, which would be a hell of a cover-up. Um. Yep. Anyway, uh, so... At the same time, um, again, kind of deal, kind of going back to the theme of you know people are just, you know, they're just disrespectful, not not uh, respecting their their culture, their heritage, or anything like that. Um, uh, these uh, statues are being destroyed, and it wakes up these guardian monsters um, who are are here to protect humanity from Godzilla. Those guardian monsters are Mothra. And um, Baragon and a, uh, a heroic version of King Ghidorah, um, and so Ghidorah, Mothra, and Baragon are are they're out to to help us this time, uh, and so we have kind of weird versions of Mothra and Ghidorah. Um, Mothra, you know, there's no fairies. As, Mothra in general is more of a wasp. Kind of Waspera. Yeah, insect that even shoots like stingers. And then King Ghidorah is just a uh, a good guy, but like he looks weird. <laughs> um And they they kinda hint at them in the movie that he might be a baby Orochi, which is like the Japanese um eight headed dragon. Uh and um yeah, and so they fight Godzilla, who uh, is really mean <laughs> in this movie. Is definitely the meanest Godzilla since the 54 version. Um, this Godzilla really doesn't care about or like people. Um, he he kills people, like, on purpose. Um, which I guess he didn't... It's, it's, it's the only time since 54 that they've done that. Um from some angles, he looks pretty awesome. I love the hollowed-out eyes, but then, like, in wide shots, like, he has this really, like, this wobbly, like, beer gut that's kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, 
for me, the star of this movie, because, like, the Wasp Mothra is eh. The good guy, King Ghidorah, that is weird-looking, is eh. Godzilla's pretty cool, but the star of this movie, is for me, is Baragon. I um, agree more with that, yeah. Uh, he's always been a fan favorite, Kaiju, and to see him actually uh, get... Um, his his due in a Godzilla movie is really is really cool. Um, the movie itself, like I don't know, th- this might be controversial. Um, now you said a few episodes ago you feel like Destroy All Monsters is the most overrated Godzilla movie. I think this is the most overrated Godzilla movie, like and by a pretty wide margin actually. Um, that's not to say I don't enjoy it. Uh, that's not to say. I don't think it's one of maybe even the best in the Millennium series, at least the best made. Um, that's not to say I don't think the human characters are a lot of fun and um, and really cool. I love the the father and the reporter, um, yeah. who are like the main characters. Like they're awesome. But like for me, the movie it, and it's not even that like oh they made King Ghidorah a good guy. I mean yeah, it's weird, but Godzilla's been a good guy and a bad guy a million times. Like. Okay, at this point, you can play around with the mythology, but for me, like, I don't feel like the... I I feel like this is a movie that was made with a script that wasn't quite ready. Um, Just because, like, there's a lot of ideas that are just crowbarred in there, and just to kind of give you exposition, like, like, the ghost character, like... He doesn't. He doesn't need to be there. Like, he's just there to tell you, like, what Godzilla's motivation is. Like, yeah, he's he not there for book, any. Apparently. Yeah, he's not there for any other reason. <laughs> like he's just there to deliver exposition and get out. And the movie itself, like they're like, oh, he was a ghost. Was he real? Was he not real? Like the movie itself doesn't even feel like explaining this guy. Like, and I just feel like if if he had as much time to work on these as he did on the Gamera movies, we might have had something a little bit superior. And Toho really. It's like, hey, make a Godzilla movie. Oh, but you can't use any of the monsters you want. Like, I I know that kind of, I mean, that would upset anybody. <laughs> but, like, um, so, yeah, there's that. Like, there's just, like, subplots and weird ideas. I think, and, and, you know, I will say maybe some of, like, the more mystical elements are things that are more culture-specific, where maybe I'm just not really absorbing everything just because I'm not Japanese and I'm not in tune with you know, their folklore, things like that. Um, because there are times when these movies get into that kind of thing that where I really do feel like, okay, I would probably understand some of this more if I was Japanese. And so maybe maybe that's where some of this, me kind of like not liking or getting some things is kind of, maybe it is stuff that's, like maybe plot device ghost is just going over my head because I'm not Japanese. I'm willing to admit that. But, for me, he's plot device ghost. That's all he is. Um, and then, like, the first maybe 45 minutes of this movie are, like, astounding. Like, the build-up to Godzilla is awesome. The fact that, like, they tease little bits of Godzilla and Baragon before they show up is awesome. Like, there's a there's a lot of, like, really, <laughs> I think is funny, like, dark humor. Like, when he walks by the girl in the hospital bed and then his she thinks she's okay and then his tail smashes into it like i think that's awesome i think that's hilarious i know like when this movie came out like uptight like prudish types are like oh it's so mean-spirited blah 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 it's like yeah whatever go away um 
Uh, and then, like, um, so, yeah, there's a, the, the first 40-some minutes, maybe, are, like, perfect. And then I love that Baragon shows up and, like, people, it's been so long since Godzilla's been anywhere that people, like, think he's Godzilla. And then Godzilla comes out and everyone's like, oh, wow, shit. Um, so all that's awesome. The fight with Godzilla and Baragon is awesome. I love the part where, like, <laughs> like those people are, like, trying to, like, like stop get a picture with the monster and then they get killed like that's that's hilarious to me um baragon's awesome i've always loved baragon so that was really cool to see baragon fight godzilla in a movie finally and um but yeah once baragon gets killed and it gets to mothra and king Ghidorah, and then like um you know the military like trying to like drill holes in godzilla like it it i i feel like the movie just takes a dip um, in pacing, uh, and just, like, overall quality, like, I don't feel like the fight with Godzilla and Mothra and Ghidorah are, are as good or as well done as the one with Baragon, and I, I, it's just after, after, after the Baragon fight, everything just kind of plateaus and just kind of, you know, the, the momentum doesn't ever pick up for me really um but i mean uh, it, compared to the rest of the millennium movies it might be you know one of the more well crafted ones but for me it's just there's a lot of things that just kind of don't work quite as well um my co-host on if it bleeds trev uh for the longest time like this was the only godzilla movie he never saw and then around the time the 2014 movie came out i like, I myself was guilty of this, too. I was like, oh, man, like, this is the one you miss? Like, this is the one? Like, everyone says this is, like, the best one since, like, the 60s? Like, you'll, you'll like it. You'll like it. And he watched it, and he was just like, what? Like, Godzilla fans think this is, like, the best one? Like, what? Why? Like, he, he didn't get all the praise either. And I, I, I don't know. The cynical part of me wants to say that part of the reason people love it so much is that we finally got, like, a darker, more mean version of Godzilla that we haven't had since 54, and people really latched onto that. Um, you know, such a serious kind of, like, evil version of Godzilla hadn't been seen since then. And I, and I really do feel like a lot of people, like, are into this movie just because of that. Um, the characters are better than probably a lot of the, the nineties movies and stuff, but like it, 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 for me, it's just that momentum doesn't pick up after like the first 45 minutes or so. And that's, that's what keeps it from me loving, keeps me from loving it as much as everybody else. And I, I mean, I, we can go in depth more, but you know, we have other movies to talk about and it's, it, this is, that's, but since this movie, there's so much to say about this movie. That is why I want to do a, our, uh, a full length commentary for it at some point, like, because there's a lot to say about this movie and a lot of like different viewpoints on this movie. And I don't know, it's, it's a more interesting movie to talk about than it is to watch. I think, <laughs> Well, you, you kind of, like, took a lot of the points that I think I have. Like, I, I when it first came out, I was probably guilty of overrating it, I think, because I would have said that it was probably the best film. And, and for the record, this is actually the highest grossing, or highest grossing film of the Millennium series. I think it made, like, $20 million. But um, 
Well, we do want to mention that at this point, Toho are so, like, not confident in this franchise that Godzilla movies are now the B feature of a double feature with Hamtaro movies. So. <laughs> I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, it's, that's absolutely true. Um, I, I don't know. Like, watching this movie now, you're right. The, the first, like, 45 minutes are incredible. Like, everything up to and including Baragon is, is just awesome. That that fight scene is one of the best of the series. Like, the Godzilla tossing him around like a, like a rag doll, throwing him. Like, the whole thing is just great. Um, and then, like, just curb stomping him and then finally like, just blowing him away. Like, it, it's one of those things, like... I love everything up to that point. Plus Godzilla's initial appearance. Like, yeah, like the match shots are kind of iffy. Like Godzilla goes from like being half in the water to like suddenly he's standing knee deep and back half in the water. But like aside from that kind of nitpick stuff, like Godzilla shows up, he knocks over this massive crane. And then all of a sudden he's just like blowing things away. And like they have the whole A-bomb, um, the mushroom cloud that shows up. And then I don't know, like I, I just the first 45 minutes – are basically, in my opinion, they're, they're more or less perfect. And like you said, after that, like I hate Waspra. Like I, this, it's not maybe the worst version of, of Mothra because I think you can make an argument that the Rebirth of Mothra version of Mothra is probably the worst. But um, it, I don't like that version of Mothra. This is probably my second, my my like the, on the scale, like well, this is like my second least favorite version of. King Ghidorah. Like, the design is to me is awful. He looks like, I don't know. I what's the, what's like, worse than this? Um, in my opinion, Kaiser Ghidorah is worse. Okay. Well, I, okay, I, I didn't know if we were counting, like, the, yeah, the well, variations, but okay. Like, if you're counting the variations, I would say that Kaiser is. If you're not counting the variations, I would say that this actually is. Like, he's he's smaller than Godzilla, which I get, like, he's supposed to be in... in Kaneko actually came out and said, like, they changed the roar and they, they made – they purposely made Ghidorah smaller than Godzilla because they wanted Godzilla to be the main the main show in the film. Like, Godzilla is supposed to be the main threat and that was kind of the whole point, which I get. But in doing that, like, it kind of undermines Ghidorah as a character, which I understand that they had to do that. But, like, it just – it doesn't work. And then, like, you have that whole thing where, like, Ghidorah's necks are, like, changing length. The entire film, like they go from being super long to not, like I, I don't know if you've ever noticed that or not, but like they're using they're using like clearly someone's arms are in there, and yeah, then yeah. all of a sudden they're not. It's just it's very jarring. Um, I don't know, like it's it's a well crafted movie at times, but you do have the uh, the whole plot device ghost guy. Um, apparently CDs hold history. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, yeah, they, or, or they say rocks are like CDs and they, yeah. like, hold history. I, yeah. I, 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 uh, this movie is, uh, pretty old now and I still don't know what that means. Yeah, and, and I'm with you, like, there's a lot of things that culturally I probably just don't get. Like, I understand that the, a lot of people that die and are disrespectful, they're knocking over, like, statues, and I think those are Shinto statues, if I'm not mistaken. Right, yeah. And that's what, like, are releasing the the monsters that are supposed to be protecting Japan. But, I don't know, like, it, it's it's one of those films that feels really um, uneven in a lot of ways. And um, it's sad because, to me, like... This is the guy that made the Gamera films, which to me are probably the best kaiju films since the 60s, especially like – I don't know. Overall, like those three movies to me are 
they just they're better than anything the Godzilla films have produced probably since the 60s including like even Biollante which is my one of my personal favorite Godzilla films of all time and this is what he was able to make and I don't know that it's really his fault like I think he was kind of pu- well he was obviously pushed into cramming monsters he didn't want in his movie and I just wish he could have made the movie that he wanted to make because I want to see what that would have been yeah and I mean like the Gamera movies he had a whole extra year between each one that he didn't yeah. have here, you know, and, and like was able to create original monsters and basically do, after the first movie, he was essentially able to do what he wanted. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's just I don't know, it's uneven to me, and I I don't know, I would give this one like a I don't know, over the years has fallen for me, so I don't know, it where it might have been a four back in the day, it's it's more of a three and a half now. Yeah, I, I would I would say it's a, it's a three and a half, maybe, maybe a three on like a low day. Like it, it's probably just outside my top ten. Like it's it's not it's not quite a middle middle of the road Godzilla film because there's a lot of things I like about it, specifically Bargon. Like to me, Bargon's the best thing about the film by far. Yeah, I, I will say this is like like what what's up with like the dub and the subtitles on the. Um, <laughs> American really like this is like more than any other maybe any other movie that I've like watched like subtitled this movie like the subtitles get s- things wrong like nonstop <laughs> nonstop and like when they said they were going to bring it to Blu-ray we're like they were, the common thing was like oh like they'll fix the subtitles right and it's like no they're going to get them even more wrong like yeah like so, she, like, this is one of the only Godzilla movies that's, like, commercially available in the States where, like, the copy I watch is a bootleg. Well, yeah, because, like, they shoot Ghidorah and they're – the guy's supposed to be, like, upset that he missed Godzilla and instead he's celebrating. And it's like, what the crap yeah. just happened? Yeah, and, like, there, there's, like – there's parts where, like, people are literally saying, like, the opposite of what they're actually saying. Like, I don't know. I, I would recommend just getting, like – Try to find, like, a fan-subbed bootleg, which, I mean, you know, I, I, I probably shouldn't say where to do it on the air, but <laughs> if you look, you can, you can, because, like, the, the American release, both the DVD and the Blu-ray for this, the translations suck. Horribly. Like, the, any other Godzilla movie, like, you know, because sometimes, like, American distributors get lazy and they do the thing where, like, they just subtitle the dub... Usually the dub is, like, at least close enough that, like, it's making sense in the movie. But, like, this one just, it's it's all bad. Like, if you want to, like, watch this movie and understand it and appreciate it the right way, you need to find a fan sub for it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. And, in fact, actually, that's, that's, I saw my, the first version I saw of it was, was a sub version. And... Like I said, it, it's it's a good movie. It's worth checking out. I, it's inconsistent. Um, I, I think there's some things that it could could improve upon. It's it's also one of those films too. Like it's one it's one of those things where I just I wish we could have seen the original vision that mm-hmm. the director had. Yeah, the the studio interference was really really kind of held it back. I think. Um, yeah. Do you have the Japanese giants? I, um, do I have that one? I don't know. At last G Fest, I went crazy and bought like a ton of fanzines. Do I? Did I get? I think I did get that one. It's the '54 one I didn't get because I already know everything about that movie. Yeah, I was gonna say that there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, I, like, 
I, I think we should like. I, I really like the uh, the Angerus redesign. Actually, both in, and even yeah. Baron like looks and pretty the, sweet. Uh, those two monsters like seem like a natural fit for this plot. Whereas Mothra and King Ghidorah like they w- aren't the right monsters for this story. Like, yeah, not not by a long shot. <laughs> like. But- the and, and like Varan and Angelus and Baragon together, like that makes sense, like as a trio. Like Mothra, Baragon, and King Ghidorah, like what kind of like what kind of team is that? Like what <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just so weird. Now what do you think about like uh there is a rather amusing line at the beginning where they say uh a monster attacked New York a few years ago. Um and then uh, one of the guys, like, I thought that that was Godzilla, right? And then the other guy's like, well, in America, the the Americans think it was, but it wasn't. Like, yeah, what, do, was what like, do you think of that part? I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> like, I, I chuckle every time. Like, I... have you seen, like, all the fans that, like, take that part, like, super literally? And they're like, oh, that means, like, the 98 movie takes place in this universe. Like, Yeah, they, they just... That's stu- they don't. All they say is a monster attacked in 1998. They don't say a giant iguana attacked in 1998. Like for all for all this that's going on in this universe, that could have been like a giant like like seal. <laughs> like it could have like it's just I don't I just don't get why like fans try to like just cram in like things into a mythology that they don't need to. It's just a weird phenomena. Yeah. <sighs> People take comments like the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> they just take it far too literal. Um. All right. So, I mean, that's probably the movie out of the. Well, maybe not, but probably one of the movies that you know. There's more to talk about than you know the next couple. So next, so uh, Godzilla GMK is actually Mega Gearus was a huge bomb. Um. But Toho don't think like normal people, so when a movie and a franchise, lo- like, they lose money on it, they think, oh, let's just make another one. So they made GMK. It's a hit, even though it could be debated that a lot of it might be because it was on a double feature with a popular children's anime movie, um, which is what they did for the next two movies as well. So the next one, um, Kaneko, I believe they asked him if he wanted to do another one, and uh, I don't remember if he just didn't want to or if he was doing something else at that point, but um, so uh, with him unable to do another one, they went and asked, they, they asked Tezuka if he wanted to do one, and he was like, yeah, of course, so um, they're like, well... We just saw Mothra and King Ghidorah. Can you give us Mechagodzilla? And, you know, then we get Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, which is a slight revamp on the idea from the Heisei series of Mechagodzilla being a basically a giant military weapon. So here we have another – we have a more minor rewrite in the um, continuity. Again, we're rebooting, so 54 is all that's happened. Um, however, the, in this version, that Godzilla's skeleton was not dissolved by the Oxygen Destroyer, and it was um, preserved by the government, and they use uh, DNA computers to um, build uh, Mechagodzilla onto it. Um, and that Mechagodzilla is given the name of Kuryu, um, and uh, it's probably the the show is probably my favorite, but it's probably the best design for Mechagodzilla, the Kuryu design. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. Like, I like Mecha. I like the Shao version better, but I think this is like a better design. If that makes sense. And then Tezuka was like, "Hey, I really like hot chicks who who <laughs> have Godzilla kill their friends." And want revenge, so he recycles that whole plot line from <laughs> literally same plot, same exact plot. Line even the same, like the, even the opening scene is pretty much the same thing. The exact same, except it's, it's better because like the whole like Godzilla coming in the rainstorm is pretty sweet. I oh yeah, so it's, it's an awesome intro. Yeah. Um, and then Tezuka, uh, he he brings that element back. Um, and then uh, you know the scientist who's working on you know the DNA computers and stuff. He has like a a crush on uh, Akane, who is the who who is the the lead character, the female pilot, um, and she's angsty. But you know she's your angsty angsty protagonist that deep down has like a, a heart of gold. Um, and you know this movie actually uh, has a lot of character stuff, and you get to see like how she bonds with the scientist and his daughter. Um, and yeah, Godzilla is—he's just—he's just causing a havoc and costing the government a lot of money, and they need to put an end to it. And so, I, that, that's our plot. Um, so, uh, um, I guess I don't know. Should I start on this one? Well, <clears throat> let me. But let me ask you this: between this and the other one, like, which one do you actually prefer? Over this and SOS? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Like, this is hard because, like, I feel like one movie has a huge thing that the other one lacks. Yeah, exactly. And, like, right. if I could combine them both, like, it would be awesome. But, like, I prefer Tokyo SOS just because I love, you know, I want monsters. <laughs> but, like, this movie is probably, like, this movie has better characters like, that's the thing. Like, honestly, like, oh, and, like, this is why I didn't like it when I was, like, around the time it came out. But, like, the older I get, I'm appreciating this one more is, like, I've really come to really like all the character stuff. Um, I think Akane and the scientist and his daughter are some of the most well-rounded and most realistic characters in any Godzilla movie. And, like, I really, I really do like the their interactions and now where this movie fails it's not just that there's not a lot of godzilla and mechagodzilla stuff but what we get outside of that opening scene and there's a pretty cool scene like kuryu whenever he like remembers that he's godzilla like loses control and goes on a rampage that part's cool the opening in the rainstorm is cool but everything else with godzilla and mechagodzilla in my opinion is really lame like, like the, the, the first fight scene is like unintentionally hilarious because like Mechagodzilla is just shooting him and Godzilla literally just stands there. Doesn't move, doesn't blink. He just stands there. And like, it's so awkward and weird. And from what I understand, and again, here's where, you know, some maybe cultural differences or misunderstandings are coming into play. I know that Tezuka said like he wanted Godzilla to be reacting like, uh, like a uh, like uh, like he wanted it to be like Kabuki theater where like it's just emotionless, mo- like no movement. I don't know why he wanted Godzilla to act like a Kabuki theater character. Like that's weird and like crazy sounding to me. 
I'm not going to pretend to understand Kabuki theater either, but I don't know if this is that was the best idea because it looks yeah, it comes like, off weird. It looks yeah. wrong. Like it looks like it looks like you're watching like a test to see if like the Godzilla suit can like have stuff explode on it. Like it <laughs> it, it it doesn't look like it's like should be part of a movie. Like it it's, it looks like weird like behind the scenes outtakes. And like that's how the fights are in this movie. Like they're not that interesting and like they they're really flat. So like this movie's monster stuff is pretty lame, but the characters are awesome. And over the year, like, this was originally one of my absolute least favorite Godzilla movies just because I thought all the Godzilla stuff was so boring. But over the years and, like, as I've gotten older and learned to appreciate, like, good character drama and good, like, writing for characters and having fleshed out characters, like, I've really learned to appreciate this movie more. But, yeah, those things that are wrong with it are still, like, they still bother me. I think one of my biggest frustrations with this movie is some of the editing. Like, Godzilla gets kicked one way, and all of a sudden, like, he's facing the other direction suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't understand who did this and why it happened. <laughs> um, I, I actually don't mind that the, the action sequences. Like, you're right. In the first the first battle is kind of atrocious. Like, Godzilla's just standing there getting pummeled, and you're like, dude, would you do something, please? Because I don't, yeah, I don't why, 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 why is he doing that? Yeah, I, I do. I do love like like some fans are like, oh, he he's doing that because like he's so like shocked that he's looking at like another Godzilla. But it's like, what? The movie doesn't like give you any. Yeah, it doesn't give you any clue yeah. that he, that's what's happening. And then in the in the next film, he doesn't act like that that at all. So it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait a second. That's so I, I don't know. Like, I, like why why does, why does Godzilla act like such an idiot in this movie? There is a really cool scene where, like, um, Kiryu is, like, flying into Godzilla using thrusters at the very beginning of, the, like, the climactic battle, which I actually think is really well staged. The problem is, like, once Godzilla gets hit, he's, like, flying and it's, like, de- <laughs> like defying the laws of kaiju, like, kaiju physics, which, like, even though they're monster movies, like, it still shouldn't happen. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. That's kind of like, uh, like in the Showa movies, like, Terror of Mechagodzilla, like, Titanosaurus kicks him and, like... He like, he he like <laughs> bites his lip. And yeah, he like, like goes. Upwards. Well, yeah, but like the part where like he he kicks him and Godzilla like he goes up like <laughs> it, like it, he he goes like up and then down and like up again and it's like it's clearly wire work like yeah there's some of that in this movie for sure yeah I I, I actually like the overall fight the, the overall fighting in this in this film isn't isn't the best but i agree with you that it's the the characters work pretty well although i do think like a cane is just kind of getting creeped on the entire the entire <laughs> movie by the father i'm like dude come on man you got no chance well like, yeah he is kind of like an old like creeper but like i don't know like they they actually do end up like having like a bond Somehow, yeah, there's like is, this weird like, chemistry, but like it feels more like a father daughter. But he's like trying to mac on her the entire <laughs> thing, and I'm like, well, he I'm, gets it, a date with her at the end, though. I know, but like it just I it works. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> weird. It's not it's not as weird as what's her face from like Godzilla ninety or from Godzilla vs King Ghidorah. Like, hey, you're actually we're actually cousins, but you almost slept with me. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't, it's not that weird, but like. I, I do think that um, the characters in this are pretty well handled. I actually like Kiryu. I like the fact that Akane and Kiryu have like this weird connection where she's kind of 
talking to Kiryu back and forth, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously very much taken out of like some of the the anime stuff that you see in Japan, like nonstop. I mean, like Gundam series. Yeah, this this movie does take more out of like anime stuff. Yeah, like Evangelion, Gundam, like it's any mech, any mech yeah. series ever. <laughs> really. Um. I also don't. I, I like the score a lot, actually. Like, oh, the score. I mean, yeah. I guess we forgot to talk about that. Um, the last few movies. Well, to catch up, Kotani's GMK score is awesome. Just want to get that out of the way. Movie, yeah. But uh, yeah, Oshima's scores for all the Tezuka movies because she did Megaguirus also are really good. Like, really yeah. strong. Like, yep. she she's awesome. Like, like. Yeah, I I, I love the score for this film. Yeah. So, so I don't really have anything to add to to this. I mean, I, I like the movie okay. Like, I would say it's probably it, – this for me is a three. Like, I, I would put it – Yeah, it's a three for me these days. It was, like, more like a 2.5, but it's – it's yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten it's gotten up there. It's, and it, it is a huge improvement. Like, Megaguirus feels like a demo reel for this movie. Agreed. I also really like the Godzilla – like, I like the toned-down – yeah, I like. Yeah, it's bas- It's the same as like the 2000 Megaguirus design, but it's like, it's like a calmed down. Like it's not as like outrageous version of it. I like it. Yeah, agreed. Um, so 2003, we have the sequel. Um, Toho asked uh, Tezuka if he wanted to do another movie, and they decided to do a sequel, um, which was. Um, uh, Godzilla Tokyo SOS, or if you're in Japan, Godzilla X Mothra X Mecha Godzilla Tokyo XOS. Um, and it pretty much picks up where the last movie uh, left off with, um, you know, Kuryu is in, is, uh, is in repair, um, and Godzilla's injured from his battle, and he now has like a big scar on his chest. And, um, so, you know, uh, you know, all all this, like, you know, hey, we're gonna take this thing that's been dead for, like, 50 years and, like, put it in a robot and make it do all this bullshit, like, you know, that, that's, that's a shitty thing to do. And, you know, the, someone who looks out for all life is, uh, is, uh, is, uh, our friend Mothra, and she, she's pissed about this. She, she thinks this is bullshit. She thinks, uh, you know, a, a dead soul should should stay dead, and um, and so she's she's like, you know, you gotta let Godzilla go back to sleep. Uh, he shouldn't be in a, a Mecha Godzilla fighting another Godzilla. That's wrong. That's not as you know the protector of all life. Mothra thinks you know that that has to stop, and so. Uh, to deliver this mes- mes- message, Mothra and the Shobijin seek out Professor Chujo, um, played by Hiroshi Kozumi, who is reprising his role from um, the original Mothra movie from the 60s, which is uh, awesome. Like, you know, it's fun to see, like, those little bits of continuity to the Showa series. Um, that's actually, like, my favorite thing about, like... Uh, these Tezuka movies is like he's such a nerd that like he does find ways to like say like oh hey like it's actually not just the original 54 movie that happened like even though Godzilla was gone all these other monsters attacked like uh these movies mention like the Gargantuas um 
and then uh, in a in a bizarre and kind of funny cameo, Kameba from Yogg shows up <laughs> as like a carcass that Godzilla, like a, a thing Godzilla killed in the ocean, and like its carcass washed up. And they're like, "Oh, we haven't seen one of those since uh, that island in the seventies." And so, like, those are really fun, like, Easter eggs and stuff. Um, so, yeah, so Mothra comes and Mothra's like, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta retire Mechagodzilla. But, you know, the, the self-defense force doesn't want to do that because they're like, we need him to fight Godzilla. So Mothra's like, god damn it. Well, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta get up. Got to leave Infant Island. Got to come teach you guys a lesson. So Mothra comes, and um, and then that, and, uh, Godzilla comes and fights Mothra, and they dispatch Mecha Godzilla to uh, to you know try and put an end to all this. Uh, and then it takes a page from Godzilla versus the Thing, and you have like stuff like uh, the adult Mothra getting killed, and the and two babies hatching, and and coming coming to help. Um, so, you know, a little derivative there, but uh, this movie, everything the last movie lacked in monster action, this movie makes up for. Um, probably, aside from Godzilla vs. Gigan, this is the only Godzilla movie where it's, like, one straight battle throughout, like, one day, which is cool. Um, uh, Mothra, this is the best Mothra's ever looked, in my opinion. Uh, that adult Mothra in this movie is just, like pretty awesome yeah it's it's pretty amazing um the miniature effects are are really solid it's like why couldn't megagiris have looked like this um but on the other end like you know the 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 character work is not so strong like yeah chujo's awesome but like that's and like you know i guess like seeing him and his grand his grandson like run around together is pretty fun but like other than that like your your main protagonists aren't nearly as interesting and like they're more like heisei protagonists that like they just like pilot mechagodzilla and like stand around um so that again you know it's like if you could combine the two movies into one like if if tezuka just made one mechagodzilla movie that could com- combine both the best of both like it probably would have been like the best in this series but like um you know it's just it, it's just again we're dealing with just a really uneven movie but a really fun one uh i just rewatched it not too long ago actually like a couple weeks ago and it, it's still really enjoyable yeah actually this is probably my favorite movie of the bunch i wouldn't say it's the best per se but like uh, of the Millennium films is probably my favorite. Um, I agree the characters are, are very uneven. Uh, Akane gets a cameo. My understanding is she couldn't actually be in the film because she was doing something, filming something else. Maybe that's not correct, but... Um, I feel like that actually sounds familiar. Yeah, I feel like she she couldn't actually uh, be in the movie because of that. So they, they basically bring in a new team to pilot Kiryu, and because of that, you get a lot of like new characters that don't quite have the same chemistry a bunch of new pilots and it's just it doesn't quite work um the action though is is a lot of fun again though the editing is atrocious like seriously godzilla gets kicked he's facing one direction q gets kicked facing one way and all of a sudden like they're facing and looking the other way it's just really bizarre i don't i don't understand how some of that stuff defies like just <laughs> basic movie physics um 
that's really my, my biggest beat. But there's some really awesome just like base money shots in this film. Like Kiryu shoots a bunch of missiles above and around this this building that separates him and Godzilla. And they come like around the building and like over the building and then down and come crashing on, to, on top of Godzilla, which is like just a fantastic shot. There's a bunch of cool things in this film. Uh, I think Mothra's death is one of the coolest um yeah i love i love when the 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 caterpillars their eyes turn red that was a nice touch yeah that was pretty cool and like a lot of people they they call like tezuka like a hack i mean like he is literally borrowing the ending from the original mothra versus godzilla but and and i get that but like i thought the ending was kind of cool like you know kiryu and godzilla flying out to sea together going going under and then like at the very end if you watch through the credits then you have like the whole thing where you find out, oh, Japan hasn't really learned their lesson. They're still doing the whole thing where they're actually they, – they have DNA from other monsters. They're actually trying to, like, continue their experimentation and possibly build more robots. Um, so, like, it kind of sets up the potential for another movie, which they're not really doing. But, like, it just kind of leaves it open-ended, which I thought was an interesting idea at least. Yeah, and if you look at, like, the DNA, like, uh, at the end, like, there's all kinds of other monsters on there. Like, um officially like the canon for this movie like it includes like like atragon and like frankenstein conquers the world and gorath and like war of the gargantuas so like you know the fact that tezuka was nerdy enough to like even think to do that is pretty cool um but yeah i mean i don't know this one i just because i like the monster stuff so much more i'd give this one like a three and a half honestly like this is this one is is still really enjoyable. Yeah, like th- this is a three and a half, and I, and I would say that like it kind of edges out GMK for for just just for me personally. Like I don't think it's a better made movie, but like in an entertainment value purely, I, I just I enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Kiryu Goji like is just my favorite version of all the Millennium Godzillas. And uh, we should, just to kind of piggyback on something you said, we should dispel kind of the myth that there was a third movie in the works that would have, like, robots of, like, all the Toho Kaiju. That was never a serious consideration. Um, Yeah, that was was not the intention. There was, like, a a drawing and, like, a a making-of book that had, like, you know, mecha gargantuas and mecha varans and stuff like that but it was never a serious consideration um toho you know they always dealt with one movie at a time and they always knew that they wanted to go for something a lot different and go for like a different audience with a fifth the 50th anniversary movie which they knew it wasn't going to be a sequel to this and that there was never any real talk of that happening um so that i mean that's that's i think that's a myth that for some reason, with the internet, like, people still don't know that. Like, people still commonly, oh, it's too bad Tezuka couldn't do his third movie like he wanted. And it's like, that was never, that was never in the cards. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Like, come on, dude, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so here's where we'll, like, I guess we'll, we'll have a, we'll have maybe our biggest disagreement, but probably our <laughs> stupidest <laughs> <laughs> but also probably our stupidest disagreement. Um, I will say Tezuka... Well, before we get into that, like, Tezuka is... I can see why people might call him a hack, just because as a director, he doesn't have much personality. Like, And I guess a lot of the, the, the post-Showa Toho directors kind of felt that way. Like, 
Okawara and Tezuka, like, um, I don't know, they're just very workmanlike. Like, they don't really seem to, like, put, like, their own, like, personal stamp on a lot. Like, whereas Kaneko, like, he had, like, a real, like, he he felt like a real director. Like, he, he has his own style. And also, whether you like him or not, or more or less, whether you like this movie or not, another person that, you know, has a very identifiable style is Ruhe Kitamura. Um, so I guess that's kind of gonna, that comment will bridge us into Godzilla Final Wars, which, um, the 50th anniversary, Toho decides a few things. First of all, like, they want to, this is gonna be their attempt to try to appeal to an international market. Like, this is a Godzilla movie that they've, you know, usually they make Japanese movies for Japanese people, whereas this movie, like, Kind of like the 98 movie, they want this movie to be reach much further. Um, so they're like, you know, we're going to up the budget. It's still only $19 million, which is really low budget. But for a Godzilla, for a Japanese Godzilla movie, it's... Like double, yeah. almost, I think. Yeah. Which, um, gosh, like, for, for our standards, like, $19 million seems like so little. Like, Civil War is like $200 million. <laughs> and, like, Japan's like, our most expensive Godzilla movie is $19 million, Which I think adjusted for inflation, 85 just beats it out. But still, by Toho standards, this is considered big budget. Um even though here it's like an indie movie budget. Um, and so uh, a hot director um, at the time was Ruhei Kitamura, who did Versus, which was uh, kind of a popular like international indie movie internationally. And then uh, he had just done a Zoomie for Toho, which is a, a pretty cool movie um, that was a hit for them. So, you know, they, they bring him in um, and... Uh, so then we have Godzilla Final Wars, which, um, from what I understand, Kitamura really didn't want to do the whole Earth invasion, destroy all monsters thing again. His original pitch was more of a, um, more of just an action movie that just had, I don't think any other monsters were in it. Um, it was kind of explained to being like, um, uh, kind of like Con Air with Godzilla. Like it was about like a group of prisoners. Um, but, uh, Shogo Tomiyama, who had, who, I mean, he's the new Tanaka after Tanaka died. He's pretty much the guy running the show. Um, he was pretty set on a big blowout for the 50th anniversary. So he sat down with Kitamura and the writers and he's like, no, we're doing this alien invasion thing. So they get to work on trying to pick what monsters to, to choose, uh, from what I understand, that meeting took, like, hours, and it was just them with, like, a bunch of toys on a table, and they just kept, like, t- they just kept, like, taking one, taking different toys away and, like, putting them back and, like, just to try and figure out the roster. Um, uh, Tamiyama suggested eight monsters. Kitamura said, let's up the ante and, like, let's have the record, like, like let's have more monsters in this than destroy all monsters. Um, so then we have uh, our huge monster roster... And then um, they pretty much uh, say to Kitamura, like, make this, like, you know, bring bring your sensibilities into this to, like, make it cool. Like, try and cast, like, the web internationally. So um, so we get one of our leads is a, an American, Don Fry, who, uh, I mean, if you follow wrestling or 
professional fighting like he's kind of he he's like a he was a big deal like in the 90s with ufc and everything like champion fighter there's some really gnarly fights uh <laughs> with him on youtube that are like oh my god this man is a monster um and then uh you know and then you know doing the the japanese thing which is still popular now is like looking for like j-pop stars to star in here so uh, the lead guy that plays Ozaki is, like, from some boy band. Um, you do have Kane Kasugi, who, uh, like, he played Ultraman, and, like, he's, like, a big martial arts actor. Um, uh, he's, like, the 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 asshole guy. Um, and then uh, you also have a lot of old players coming back. Um, I mean, it's an anniversary movie. I guess you kind of have to. So you have... Akira Takarada, um, Kumi Mizuno, Kenji Sahara. Um, uh, so, you know, I mean, and then the movie we got is, I don't know what the movie we got is. <laughs> um, Final Wars is such a weird beast, okay? So it's in the future, in an unspecified year. It just says 1954 happened, so again, we're rebooting back to 54, and it's like, since then, all these monsters have shown up, and then um, and then they, they established that in the 60s, Godzilla was encased by ice by the Gotengo ship, which is the ship from uh, the movie Atragon, which is like a very iconic Toho vehicle, so finally seeing it in a Godzilla movie, again, it, it is awesome. Um and, uh, you know, ever since, monsters have just been popping up left and right. So the UN um, forms a group called the Earth Defense Force, uh, the EDF, which is um, a nod to the Mysterians. Um, the EDF was the uh, military branch formed in that movie. That I mean, there's all kinds of, like, little Easter eggs in here uh, like that to other Toho stuff. Um, and uh, so they're... they're uh, with uh they're 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 a military with all their soldiers are mutants um they possess a gene called m base uh basically it's a ripoff of x-men only they don't have like specific <laughs> powers they just have like heightened agility and like like strength and stuff um and so uh the aliens from planet x uh, again, going back to Monster Zero, they come and they warn that the planet Gorath from the movie Gorath is about to hit Earth and destroy the Earth, and um, they sign a peace pact between Earth and the ex-aliens. And then, just like Monster Zero, it turns out to just be a big hoax, um, and the aliens just want to harvest mankind as as a food source. And so, to take over the Earth... He, um, they take control of all the monsters, and then they're like, and then <laughs> they pretty much destroy the world. I, and and then they're like, well, uh, there's like a few people left. If we break Godzilla out of the ice, he can help us. So then Godzilla goes on a tour of the world and dispatches monsters, and it all leads down to a big showdown with Godzilla and Mothra versus Gigan. And Monster X, who turned out to be uh, King Ghidorah, well, a version of King Ghidorah called Kaiser Ghidorah, which is like a four-legged Ghidorah, 
<laughs> um, I don't know. I, I mean, that's our plot rundown. Uh, we won't waste any more time with that because I know we probably want to get into what we think of the actual movie. Um, now, you're not necessarily in the minority, so why don't you go ahead and start and just just talk about Godzilla Final what, how do you, How you feel about Godzilla Final Wars. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. It's it's in my bottom five. Uh, it's it's not I, like it's not the worst Godzilla film ever made. But I know a lot of people that feel that way. Um, gosh, like so. Let me let me get the let me get the pros out of the way. So like the it, it features probably one of the coolest. Um, like hum, like the mutants taking on like Ebra. Like the, the that scene is awesome. That 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 I will give it props. That entire thing is awesome. Really well staged. Um, I don't think there's ever been really anything like that since. Like like it's it's incredible. But my issues with it are like Godzilla beats everything in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the I don't care for some of the monster redesigns. Although they are faithful, so like it's just that's just kind of me nitpicking. The only one that bothers me is King Caesar. Yeah, he just looks weird. And I know you said you were never really a big fan of him to begin with, but like he looks like a weird like he has like these big like googly eyes, and it's just weird. You know, actually, the like the one that I don't like as much as a lot of other people is like like Angerus. Like he just I, I don't know for some reason he just kind of. Eh. Like the I like Thunderbolt, that one. cool idea. I like, like I like it. I like his new thing of like rolling into a ball. Yeah, like the, the Thunderball thing is kind of cool. But like overall, it's just it's it's a it's a whacked out like souped up version of it's, it. Literally is a '70s Godzilla film like Kinemira wanted to make, but it's not one that I that I like watching. I mean, like the score is awful. I cannot stand the music. <laughs> um, and I just I hate the fact that they focus like we get Godzilla meets the Matrix, and they focus a bunch on the mutants, and the mutants are having these like crazy motorcycle fights that last way too long. Yeah, but then Godzilla beats everything and so quickly like Hadora's in the film, but you wouldn't know it because Godzilla shoots him across a building and then he's gone. <laughs> like it's that stupid. It's just it's it, it's just it's dumb, and I don't know. Like to me. If you're going to have the monsters, like, have the freaking monsters. Like, mm-hmm. focus on that. And that's probably my biggest beef with it. Um, yeah, uh, I would – I don't necessarily disagree with any of those complaints. What I like about it is that, like, it kind of has the balls to be as dumb <laughs> as it is. <laughs> just because, like, after so many movies that just took themselves so seriously, like – Something that does harken back to, and I mean, he said right out the gate that he likes the 70s movies, and he likes how, and he's not wrong, he says he likes how stupid they could be, and like, (laughs) that's what he grew up on, like, that's, like, we all had, like, that's the thing, like, not everyone's like a super nerd, like, Tezuka, where they just, like, love everything, like, it's the same thing with, like, Marvel Comics or something, like, you have, people have, like, their favorite, like, eras of Spider-Man or X-Men or whatever, and some people are going to – I mean, they're probably in the minority because, like, the 70s movies are probably, like, the critically the worst. And then, like, also, like, the the ones that the fans like the least. But, like, for him, like, this is his version of Godzilla. Like, it was, the, it was like, the Godzilla versus Megalons that he loved for some reason. Like, <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, sure, I'm not going to say, like – 
oh, you're not allowed to you're you're not allowed to love the worst Godzilla movies. I mean, you, you have everyone has their own idea of like what they want would want to do with with something like this. So I get that, um, but I I am with you in that like I wish. Like, he's such a fan of, like, martial arts and action movies that, like, he really, it really felt like he really, like, couldn't decide if he wanted to, like, like, honor the kaiju stuff more or if he just wanted to, like, satisfy, like, that fetish also. Because, yeah, like, that motorcycle chase goes on forever and it doesn't need to... And, I mean, we know that the real reason is, like, okay, you just love George Miller movies, and you just wanted to do, <laughs> and you just wanted to do a crazy chase, but, like, oh, man. but when, when Godzilla takes out all the monster, like, a bunch of the, I guess, C-list monsters, like, just in, like, a quick montage, it's like, well, how much of that time could have been spent on some of those monsters? And I know that also takes into consideration, like, you want to dedicate the most time to your last battle, which is, like you know, the, the monster sequence that is the longest, but I don't know. It's just like, I don't know that I think he was, he's trying to do too much and like the runtime, it's already, it's still the longest Godzilla movie in the, yeah. And the, the run, I mean, yeah, it's longer than the 2014 movie and the runtime just doesn't honor all the things he wants to do. Um, I mean, are the characters shit? Yeah. Like, is the pacing weird? Yeah. Is the editing atrocious? Yeah. Um, but I love, like, I, I do like the, like, carefree, like, nature of the movie. Um, because it is something that I don't feel like the series has had in a while. Now, whether it was pulled off well or what is always up for debate. Um, but, I don't know. For me, it was refreshing. Like... I saw this movie for the first time in a packed theater at G-Fest. Opinions were split from the get-go, but I'm telling you, I was in a packed movie theater. People were sitting in the aisles because there was no more room. People were standing in the hallways watching this movie, and they ate up every bit of it. And I know people that were at the premiere in Hollywood, and, you know, again, I mean, yeah, the hype consumes you at some point, but, like... I, how, how, I mean, it, it could just be like, you know, it's not holding up on future, on subsequent viewings, which, you know, it doesn't. You know, the first time I saw it is the mo- time I liked it the most. But, like, people, like, are really have violent reactions to this movie <laughs> these <laughs> days. And I don't know if that's necessary. I'm not... And I'm just trying to defend the movie just enough to make it make sense. Because it's not a good movie. You know, it's really sloppy... But then again, like, if you were, like, an eight-year-old and, like, this was your first Godzilla movie, like, I'm willing to bet you're going to, like... Yeah, I get I get that. You know? I mean, like, you, you, you probably like it. And, I, I think... it. and at the end of the day, honestly, and this is how I kind of feel about, like, superhero movies and stuff, too, like, I'm 30, and if I see a movie that's, like, this dumb and, like this willing to go for it, I'm really thinking, like, well, will kids like it? Because, like, something this stupid, like, at this point, this movie's so dumb that I realize, like, I'm probably not the target audience here. (laughs) And, like, I'm willing to give it that. Like, I I can be movie critic guy and talk about how bad it is, which it is, but, like, 
I feel like this movie is really trying, like, the, the, the audience for this, for Godzilla movies is, you know, Toho does really go for young, younger kids. I mean, that's where the merchandise is, that's where the toys sales come from, it's kids. And, like, when I go to G-Fest, like, kids are, like, kids are, like, I've been there twice when Don Fry's been there, and kids, like, worship him because they love this movie so much. And, I mean, I can be movie critic guy and come in and be like, oh, this is wrong, the plot's dumb, and this is dumb, and, and it is dumb, but, like... I, I feel like if if it's if if this is the movie that is bringing like young fans into the Godzilla mythology, like go for it. You know, it's your movie; it's not mine. Yeah, I, I think like I actually like Don Fry uh, mainly the mustache. I think because <laughs> I can't. The th- I, Don Fry's weird because he's a really bad actor, but like something about him is like. He has like a weird presence that like you you always want to see him on the screen. Well, and it also works in that movie for whatever reason. It, it really does. I don't. I can't explain it. Like I don't know, this movie is so bonkers that like <laughs> like for example, like yeah, the the score is bad, but like I honestly like can't imagine any other kind of music in this movie. Like it's like the score for Godzilla versus Hedera. Like if like. You had traditional Godzilla mu- music in there, like it would be weird. Like this movie's weird enough that it needs a weird soundtrack. Yeah, that there, there might be some truth to that. Um, I, I think too, like <laughs> this features the worst incarnation of Ghidorah ever. Like I, I cannot stand Kaiser Ghidorah. It's like <laughs> it's just it's an atrocity. I actually like Monster X. I actually think Monster X is pretty freaking awesome. But like once that whole like thing pops out of him in the head like it, it's just ugh. i don't know I, I like it's one of those things where like i look at like the concept art and like he looks really cool but like the execution is like really clumsy yeah and like the coloring just looks funky and i don't know that's kind of like the theme to like any of the like post 90s or like post 80s godzilla movies is like if you look at like the concept art or even like the manga adaptations like they look so much cooler than, oh. than the stuff that we actually got in the movies. Oh yeah, there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, do, now how Zillion do you feel Commander's pretty awesome. He's hilarious the entire time. Oh, oh my god, yeah, no, he's great. Like I, like I don't see stuff it's stuff like that that make me like this movie. Like he is having so much fun and he's so like over the top and crazy. And you know who else is awesome in this movie? And, like, he's clearly having more fun in this than he did in, like, his Heisei cameo or whatever is Akira Takarada. Oh, yeah. He's having a, he's having like, a blast in this he, film. Like, you look at, like, him in Godzilla versus Mothra, the, he's the so 90s bored. one, and he, he, just so stand, he just stands in a room and, like, watches TV the whole time. And, like, here, like, you he gets to, like be an alien that's in disguise and like he gets to like have his head split open like he he gets to like he he's clearly having a really good time and like you can feel like he's like oh wow like this is all i want like you know now that he's older and like he's just like getting these out of like these roles out of like legacy like you can tell he's like wow this is like when i do something like this like this is what i want to do like So, like, I don't know, that's why, like, I look at stuff like that, and I'm like, can it really be all bad, like people are saying? Like, 
I just like I think there's some stuff in there that is is so much fun that even if the movie's too long and doesn't make sense and the pacing's weird, like there's some stuff in there that does work. Like I think the the guy playing the controller uh is is I think he's great. Like he's he's super fun. Like and like when he just like shoots his boss and is like, "Yeah, I'm taking over." Like that's awesome. That's that part's great. Yeah, like, man, I, I just, I, I think, too, that my, some of my biggest beats with this film are, again, just, like, the leaving, making the Godzilla stuff short and focusing on all the mutant stuff. Like, he could have left some of that in there, but then focus more on the monsters. And, like, by, by not doing that, it's kind of like taking away from the from the anniversary film. Mm-hmm. I yeah, agree. It, and like when you do that, it kind of feels like a slap in the face, and, and that and that's really what I hate about it. If if it had, had less of that, I probably wouldn't like the movie as much. But it wouldn't have felt like, God, I just hate this movie. Yeah. Well, the anniversary thing, like I think they blew it out of proportion because like uh, the 40th anniversary, both Space Godzilla and uh, Mecha Godzilla were advertised as 40th anniversary, but like. They didn't make, like, such a huge deal out of it. Like, nobody knew, even. Like, I feel like they shot themselves in the foot with that. Like, making it into such a big deal. Um, that's that's definitely true. I mean... Uh, I will say, I, I, I don't think all of the attempts at, I guess, westernizing or, like, making it more appealing to mass audiences, they didn't definitely didn't work. Like, Don Fry is your token white lead, like... He's awesome, but he's also not awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not a good actor. I mean, yeah. there's no, there's yeah, no I doubt mean, about that. No, Don Fry's great. I love Don Fry, and he's awesome, and he, he enjoys being part of the Godzilla stuff, but, like, he's not a good actor, as awesome as his presence is. Like, this movie came out as, like, a weird, like... I feel like this movie is, like, what Japanese people think American blockbusters are. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, the Keith Emerson score is, yeah, it's, it's weird. There's some there's some cues that aren't bad, but, like, like why did they go with Keith Emerson? Like, did they think that he's, like, a big deal here? Like, Emerson, don't get me wrong, I actually like Emerson Lake and Palmer, but, like, he's not, like, Axl Rose or... People don't even care about Axl Rose anymore. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, like the, the Sum 41 song and, like that does that didn't really work and then like um they got kyle cooper to do the opening credits and he's like one of the best like like uh what do you even call credit makers (laughs) i don't know but he did like seven all the marvel movies like all the spider-man x-men movies like his opening credits are almost always awesome and then this movie it's like it did he like do this on like his day off like (laughs) <laughs> the credits like it's it's far below the standard you would expect from him so like all these attempts to like make it appeal to international audiences and like glam it up and make it more like hollywood like really none of those attempts worked and you know that's also partially why you know sony elected not to give it a, a theatrical release it's just kind of sad to see, like, again, you had, like, the 98 fiasco. And really, I think it's fair to say the Millennium films, like, it, 
the Shadow films are definitely, in my opinion, the best made films of the entire series. The Heisei films, I actually like a lot of them. But then, like, the Millennium films, they're, they're kind of a mixed bag. I, I feel like they're, like, the lowest. I don't know. A, a lot of them are kind of meh. I agree. And I, the thing is, like, the Millennium movies are more, like, maybe with the exception of Megaguirus, like, they're more polished productions overall than the Heisei series. But I feel like the Heisei series was a little bit more willing to get, like, creative in introducing new concepts because, um, like, aside from Godzilla 2000, we're pretty much in a lot of recycled territory. Yeah, you and, know. like, the like the fact that Godzilla Final Wars is how to- Toho decided up until Godzilla Resurgence, like, to send off the series just kind of makes me sad, honestly. Because, like, again, it just – it it reminds me of not so much Godzilla 98, but it just it, it just doesn't feel like a proper send-off. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting Godzilla Resurgence, and I'm just kind of like, oh, God, it's awful all over again. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, Tokyo S- – against Mechagodzilla um... – uh, made a little bit more, um, I think, but it, it was it was financially kind of successful, modestly, but Tokyo SOS was a huge flop. And so, like, overall, like, GMK did pretty good, then Mechagodzilla did eh, and then every other movie, well, it, besides 2000. So we have Megaguirus and Tokyo SOS, which both, like, cost Toho a lot of money, so, I mean, yeah, I get that they, that's partially why they hyped up the 50th anniversary thing, to try and get more interest, but really, what are you thinking? The very next year, you're going to make the most expensive movie in the series? <laughs> After you just had, like, the biggest flop? Like, what are you thinking? Like, you can't just say, here's a bunch of American people involved, and also it's the 50th anniversary, and expect that to be a hit. What I also can't like understand is the timing in which like they decide to give a director like Kitamura who has very specific like a draw and what he wants to do mm-hmm. the reins to like make that kind of movie. Well, yeah, that, you, that, yeah, you can double the budget all you want, but if you're working on if you're doing the biggest budget Godzilla movie on the the time on the time schedule of like a few months that these <laughs> other movies have been work, working on, like. I, you, what do you expect is going to happen? Like, this movie needed a, a whole other year. Like, yeah, go ahead, make Tokyo SOS or whatever. But, like, while Tokyo SOS was, like, being written, they should have had a separate, had a separate committee planning out Final Wars. Like, the, a movie this big, and especially if you're going to double the budget, like, it, it can't be done in three months, like, a, a like a Mega Gearus or something can. Like, it can. So anyway, um, Final Wars. I I give honestly. I don't know. You'll think I'm stupid, but I give it. A, I give it like a three, and then like if I'm being generous and it's a really good day, maybe a three and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two. Oh come on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go two. I can't. Uh, I just can't do it, man. I can't do the Matrix and Godzilla. There's too much. Too much leather there. I just can't. Too much leather jumpsuits and not enough Godzilla. It has that really racist scene in New York. You love that scene. <laughs> the really racist scene where they dubbed, they overdubbed it because there were too many F-bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was so bad. Like, I, Gigan looks awesome. That you have to admit. Yeah, I don't, I, I still like the, the original Gigan better, but yeah. yeah Gigan you like does. the chainsaw hands? 
Weirdly enough, yes. I know the Japanese crew, this might sound weird, but the Japanese crew, like, the suit that, like, they're really super proud of over there is the Minya one. Yeah, that's weird. Like, they, <laughs> anyway. like, the suit makers have talked about, like, how proud they are of the Minya suit in this. Speaking of which, like, that's another thing. Like, what's up with that? Like, just including Minya at all? Well, not only that, but, like, what's up with, like, the kid and, like, the dad or grandpa who, like, put him in the car and, like, put a seatbelt on him and, like... <laughs> uh, they had to include him so that he could stop Godzilla at the end of the film from killing everyone. That's, like, the entire point, I, I think. <laughs> so he could, like, stand in front of Godzilla and put his arms out, like, no, you're not gonna curb stomp all these people. Well, maybe if Minya was real, he could put an end to all these, like, mass public shootings. I was, right? not prepared. I was not prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, God, it's just every day, it seems like, right? Oh, my God, yeah. My, just... my Facebook feed is depressing. I, I I honestly, like, half the time I get on, I just I chat with people rather than look at my Facebook oh, feed. Oh, yeah, that, like, I'm just my group. Facebook feed in general has, like, shattered my hope in humanity. <laughs> yeah, but you're a misanthrope anyway. Yeah, yeah that's, about this. that's true. One thing I'm surprised we haven't talked about is we really should talk about the fight with Godzilla and, uh, I guess, Zilla. Oh, kind of about that. Yeah, admit it, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the, the cool things about the film is when he, he torches him in Sydney. <laughs> and that fight lasts three seconds. <laughs> See, that's that's the one fight that should have lasted three seconds. Yeah. But, like, the rest of them, not so much. It's funny when fans are like, well, they they, they should have fought more. It's like, nah, no, that, that, that's no. all this thing deserved. If yeah, you do want to see them fight, they do have, like, a drawn-out fight in the comics. So if that's how you actually want to, what you want, go look there. But th- this is all they, they, they this is all that thing deserved, man. Yeah, and he gets torched and he, like, screams like a, like a little elephant or something like that. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> It was great. And then, yeah, and then the guy's like, that tuna-eating monster is no good or something. In the dub, uh, when that happens, um, uh, the the controller says, wow, this Godzilla's one bad dude. <laughs> so bad. So, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with these dubs, but. I don't understand how Godzilla throws Kumunga, like, literally over the skyline. Yeah, like a Looney Tunes. Uh, <laughs> like, like what, a Looney just, Tunes what did I just see? Like, I'm like, okay, this is an interesting take on, like, the, the webbing, and then all of a sudden he throws him, like, what did I just watch? <laughs> and, like, apparently King Caesar is a ninja and can, like, soccer kick everything. That part's I don't know. awesome. Yeah, actually, I'm just really, I'm kidding there. I actually like that. That, that whole fight scene's actually pretty It's cool. very Showa, man. Back then, like, these monsters used to play volleyball with rocks and stuff. Like, it's it's going back to that. Yeah, that, that's a cool fight. Like, see, if if the fights were more like that, and and less like Godzilla grabbing Kermacarus and like impaling him on something as soon as he sees him, then I would have been more okay with it. Yeah, and Godzilla himself is more like physical, like which I know. Like- uh, I know Kitagawa was really happy that like he could move in a Godzilla suit. Yeah, I, I don't mind the Godzilla design. It's not my favorite, but like. It, it looks fine. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, so I mean, that's Godzilla: Final Wars. You either love it or you hate it. Um. And it's it is dumb, but 
you know, <laughs> it's, it's worth a it's worth a look. I think. I think that kind of wraps everything up, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's the Millennium series. I mean, uh, I guess next time we'll we'll talk about Legendary, and then we'll we'll be we'll be all caught. Up.